الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ما يلفظ من قول إلا لديه رقيب عتيد صدق الله العظيم Today, inshallah, we'll be starting with the name of Ar-Raqib, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Raqaba, yuraqibu in Arabic language means to watch over someone. This is why they built towers at the airports and at the borders to watch people around. That is called Burjul Muraqaba in Arabic language. The tower of watching over whether it's people or places. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is called Raqib because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala watches over everything and everyone. And this means two things. Number one, it's a thing that sometimes scares people and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala watches over us so He knows everything about us. And because He knows everything about us, then He is going to judge us according to His knowledge about us. We can't skip anything, we can't run away from anything, we can't hide nothing from Him. At the same time, it means something else. When Allah is raqib and He watches over us, it means He is our protector. So it's not only that He is Raqib because He is going to judge us for everything that we do. He is also Raqib because He is a protector. And now this will give us a much better feeling when we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attribute is Ar-Raqib. So if He is a protector, protects us against all the calamities, against difficulties, against a lot of things that a human being may fall into. Do you think once we are standing before Him, He will be looking to punish us? If His attribute is known as Ar-Raqib, the one who protects people, then the one who protects, He doesn't want to punish then even on that day, when he would know everything, that's his knowledge. Still, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be our raqib, will inshallah protect us. Protect us against our own sins, things that we have done against our souls. Because when we call him a raqib, there is no end for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be a raqib No end to that. Which, mean, which means, He doesn't only protect us against other people, against enemies. He protects us against everything that may hurt us. And that could be anything. It could be our own souls. When we start hurting ourselves through our deeds, He protects us against our deeds. His protection comes 
in very strange ways that many times people don't realize it being a protection. To understand the point, we need to realize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two different types of blessings on people. One, the blessing of in'am, giving. He gives. Normally when we receive blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we realize it being a blessing. And we know that I received something. A lot of times, and in fact in reality, maybe more, most of the blessings, larger number of blessings that we receive, we don't realize that we are receiving them. But there are a lot that we do see and realize them too. But the other type of blessing, which is the blessing of protection. Most of the time people don't see it, they don't realize it. What was it that I was supposed to run into today? And I was supposed to get into it from behind the scene. He created every means of protecting me. I was protected. I didn't even know that that hardship ever exists. I never knew that. It may be the hardship was only an inch away from me. And his protection came and went away and I didn't even see it. So I don't realize it. Sometimes a person goes through a hardship and a difficulty. He does not realize that this difficulty, this difficulty may be a protection against worse calamities that were supposed to befall the person. But because of this, he was protected against some major ones. Someone had a flat tire. Someone lost his key. Someone ran out of gas in his car. A lot of things happened. The person doesn't know why is happening to me. And Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala who is raqib over the person, he knows it's not safe for that person, this person to be over there at this time. And with every difficulty, with every hardship, regardless of how major that sounds and that seems, there could be something worse than that ahead of us, that this may be a protection against it. The least is, what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in the hadith. A person goes through some hardships, some difficulty in this world, to the extent that he put something in his pocket and forgot that he has it in his pocket and he was looking for it and he felt that he lost it. He thought he lost it. And for a minute, that feeling that went through his mind, he was disturbed. And next moment, he puts his hand into his pocket and he finds it. Just that one moment of hardship that he went through, he will not be having that difficulty just for nothing. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, he will have the reward for it 
a protection against some of the hardships of the Akhirah. Even that minor one. So any hardship and difficulty that a person goes through in this life, at least it's a protection against some of the hardships of the Akhirah. Provided the person does not complain and he passes the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But generally talking, this is what the purpose is. And this is what all of these hardships are. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as being our raqib. Raqib means the protector. And as we read some of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Mu'ti, the giver. Al-Rahim, the merciful one. Al-Kareem, we've talked about it in the last session. Same thing we need to look at Ar-Raqib. That Ar-Raqib is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And is a blessing that normally we don't even consider it a blessing. And we don't even look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His attributes from that angle. Because we only look at the ones that we receive. And as I said, even from the ones that we receive, the larger portion is of those that we don't realize. Daily basis, we are receiving millions and millions is nothing. Uncountable blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a daily basis. We realize a blessing a lot of times only at the time when we lose it. A person who had some difficulty with his eyes, he realizes how great of a blessing it was for him to be able to see clearly. Someone loses a family member at that time realizes how great of a blessing it was to have that person around. So imagine now start looking at the blessings. How many we have. Each and every hair on our body is a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it goes beyond that. So majority of the blessings we don't even realize receiving them. And this is the type of blessing we're talking about that we see that we have it and we realize that yes, Allah gives and He really gives and we appreciate His na'mah. The other side, the other type of na'mah, we don't even see it. And normally, hardly in months, we realize one or two of those things. Oh yes, I was in a very difficult situation. Alhamdulillah, all of a sudden this thing happened and Allah got me out of it. And in that also many times, Oh yeah, the car was sliding and I just turned this way. Not realizing that you could have turned the other way too. And the same turn could have caused you a worse damage. So, Ar-Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala. Protector and continuously. This thing is on, is going on continuously. Just as we are receiving millions and uncountable blessings of those that we are getting, things that we are receiving, similarly, there are millions of things that are there in the atmosphere to attack us, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is continuously protecting us against those. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had not assigned angels, around each and every human being to protect this person, shayateen and jinn, they would have destroyed this person in no time. This is how much shayateen hate us. This is how much iblis, shaitan and jinn, 
that dislike human beings, that they would just cut us into pieces if these angels were not with us at all times. And we see, we know that there are shayateen there. We know that jinns are there. So, Ar-Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala have prepared that whole army to protect us at all times. It's a continuous blessing that we are receiving. And then, he kept some of the examples of these blessings around us so that we see the blessing of Allah and we see the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a continuous protection that we are having it without realizing it. Very simple example, our own eyes. If you look at the system of these eyes, how we keep on blinking the eyes, how easily we can just close the eyes and protect it against most of the things that may be harmful for our eyes. As soon as something gets in there, a tear comes out and washes everything that is in the eyes. I mean, just keep on wondering. And of course, if a person is in this field, he knows much more about it. And this is not the only thing. You keep on looking at the whole system, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the brain in such a safe place. How our heart is protected in such a protected, protected box that nothing can get to it that easily. So... Protection everywhere, you see the protection. If we start looking around, we see this nama of being protected against everything that is to hurt us, that will damage things around us, that will start causing problems for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is continuously helping us against those things and protecting us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now when we look at this attribute of al-raqib, as I said, on one side it will remind us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sees us. He sees what we are doing. He sees our actions. So, a person who may have a weak iman or no iman, if you present this attribute in this manner to a non-Muslim, will think, you know, that's too difficult. He's watching over you at all times, and then he's going to judge you for each and everything you do. And then, mithqala dharra, an autumn of good and bad will be presented. But, you look at it from this angle now, that... Not only that he sees and he's going to hold us accountable, at the same time, Al-Raqib refers to the one who is watching over you. And which means he protects you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attribute of Al-Raqib means that he's protector. So he likes to protect human beings. He likes to save human beings. He doesn't like to punish human beings. So what a great quality now this attribute turns into, that knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my Raqib. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my protector. So once I'm placed in my grave, the time when I have no alarm system over there, when I will not have any of these people that are protecting me in this world, I won't have these uh, armies around me, I won't have my weapons with me, I won't have my strength to, hold, uh, to be able to do anything. So Al-Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala will be there and I can call Al-Raqib even there. On the day of judgment, when I'll stand in front of him, at that time, if he would tell me that, look, this is what you have done, I will remember him as Ar-Raqib. That, Ya Allah, you are my Raqib. You are my protector, Ya Allah. I expect that you don't throw me into a punishment because I expect my protection from you. And this is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa teaches us in a beautiful dua. La malja'a wa la minka illa ilayk. There is no refuge and protection against you but to come back to you. He's our Raqib. If a person is afraid of adab of Allah, what to do? Go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is your protector. He is your raqib. So, there is no need to run away from him because he is our raqib. And 
He is the protector. So whenever even you are afraid of Him, when you are scared of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best thing is, go and turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah came back. Now He's going to grab you, He's going to hold you, He's going to protect you because He is your raqib. So, what a great attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is, and for us to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our raqib. And, as I mentioned, raqib now has two meanings, with both go together. One is, the one who watches you at all times, he sees you, he sees each and every action of yours. And the other one, uh, the other meaning is, since he sees you, he's protecting you, he's watching over you, he's helping you. There is no time in our life when we are away from the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no one could be, can be raqib like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person is sitting with a lot of security cameras all around, and there is a monitor, and he has a bunch of monitors where he can watch each and everything that is happening under those cameras, and under that area where, which is protected, still there are a lot of things that this person will not be getting and will be missing. For example, if you ask the very same person about the breath of this person, about the blinking of this person's eyes, about what this person is hearing, he may be missing a lot of things. But a raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala, he never misses anything. Not only that, even what goes to this person's heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that also. Once we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is raqib, and He even knows what's in my heart, what goes through my heart, remembering this attribute would really help us keep our feelings, our thoughts clean and pure. That when a person is facing some other people, they could be your enemies. There could be anyone. What thoughts, thoughts are going through your mind at this time? Just think, if this person would know what's going through your mind, would he like you or dislike you? Would he accept what you're doing or he will not accept it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything at all times. So if he knows about my thoughts, really such a helpful attribute that when in salah, all kind of thoughts come and disturb you, just remember, Ar-Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing. He's seeing what's going through my mind. And you may be able to picture yourself with a situation that, just like if you have seen the uh, video record, recording devices, uh, the concorders, and there is a small screen next to it, and a person who's looking inside on the camera, he can see in that small screen continuously of what is being recorded, what's in front of the eye of the camera. So, if you imagine yourself into the similar position, that on your head you have that same device attached to your head just like your ear. And everyone sees what's going through your mind at this time. So now imagine when I'm praying and things are going through my mind, and I know that in this device that's on my head, all the pictures of things that I'm thinking about is going through this and people are able to see it. How much I would control my thoughts at that time? So if people are seeing it and therefore I'm trying to control, then once I realize Ar-Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over me, how much I would try to control. This will be a very helpful tool in Controlling all kind of bad thoughts at all times.
Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi alayhi reminds us that when a person remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a raqib then this person if he connects himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a raqib this person will get to the level of ihsan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran says inna Allah yuhibbul muhsinin Allah loves the people of ihsan this person by connecting to Allah through this attribute of a raqib will get to the level of ihsan what does ihsan means to do husn beauty in everything that you do to have beauty in everything that you do how can i have that beauty in all of my actions in all of my deeds and everything that i do rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he was asked by jibril alayhi salatu wasalam mal ihsan what is ihsan what is the way of getting to ihsan and the response was an ta'bud allah ka'annaka tarah فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ That you worship Allah as if you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you don't see Him, He is watching over you. This is what Ar-Raqib means. If you don't see Him, He is watching over you. Now there are two points here. One is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Raqib. Which means... He continuously watches over us in both ways. He knows about us. He protects us. At the same time now, this will take us to another point. Now you do this muraqaba of al-raqib. Which means you remember all times that Allah is raqib. If a person would always remember Allah being his raqib, watching over him, this is called muraqaba, and this is what the hadith says, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَى You worship Allah as if you see Allah. As if you see Allah. How is that possible? Can anyone see Allah? No. But knowing that Allah is watching over me, now I always have a feeling He is with me. I better not do this. He is watching over me. I have to stay away from this situation. So, now, as if you are seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This becomes the person's feeling continuously that Allah is, Allah is watching over me. And it's such an attribute that if we connect ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this attribute of al-raqib, just this one attribute in the teachings of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who taught us about it? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And remember, just as we go through these lessons, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam trained Sahaba Ridwanullahi alayhi on these attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to behave with these. He trained them. Just this one attribute is enough to stop all kind of crimes in the world. This one attribute is enough. If people will just connect themselves to a raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person will not harm no living being, no one in this world, because he knows a raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching over him. And at the same time, this knowing this attribute loads another responsibility on us, and that is, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the hadith, تَخَلَّقُوا بِأَخْلَاقِ اللَّهِ That you should have 
adopt these good manners that you read about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as attributes of Allah. Of course, we talked about it earlier. Some of them are those that they fit us and we should try to adopt those. And some of them, they only fit Allah, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ar-Raqib is something that suits us also, which means you try to help others, protect others. Be Ar-Raqib, which means be a protector for others. Helping others' situations, that getting out of difficult situations. Don't be a person who would try to put others in hardships. Because your connection is with the Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is a protector. So you would like to adopt the same quality of being a protector, of protecting others, of helping others, not putting others in hardships and difficulties. In the childhood, we read in our school books, a teacher gave some of his students a chicken to slaughter. And he said to each of them that slaughter it at a place where no one would see you slaughtering it. Next day, all the students come back and the teacher would ask each of them, where did you slaughter it? And one person says, I went into the bathroom, I went out in our backyard, whatever. And one student comes there with a live chicken. So this teacher asked him, how come you didn't do it? How come you didn't slaughter it? And he says, wherever I went, I found that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was watching. And you said, slaughter it at a place where no one watches over you, where no one can see you. This is a raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was really an example of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you at all times. Umar radiallahu anhu, once... He was traveling and he meets a shepherd in the desert. And he says to that shepherd, that person doesn't know Umar. So he says to him, would you be willing to sell me one of these goats? And Umar is just testing the person. So this person says, I don't own them. They are not mine. The owner of these sheep." or these goats, he has allowed me to feed the travelers from the milk. But I cannot sell anything. I, not, I cannot give anything. So he says, Umar says to him, then how, how would your owner know? Tell him that a wolf came and picked one of them up, and that was something happening in those days. A wolf came and picked one of them up, and he ran away with it. So that shepherd says to Umar, Allah? Where is Allah? Of course, Umar was trying him, but he loved this word so much that a lot of times after this, Umar was heard saying this word, Allah? Where is Allah? What a beautiful reply from that person who now, imagine, a person who is considered to be an illiterate person. He doesn't know anything. He didn't come and spend a lot of time in the company of the Prophet ﷺ. To the extent he doesn't even know who Umar bin Khattab is. But that was the situation in those days of the Iman, that even that person who is in that position with the beginning of his Iman, he would just ask, Fa'ayn Allah, don't you know where is Allah? Allah is watching over us. As I said, Ar-Raqib is enough 
to bring peace in the world. I'm sure all of you have heard this also about Umar radiallahu anhu when he made that announcement that no one is allowed to mix water with the milk. And one day he's walking by one of the homes early morning and he hears a conversation that was going in the house. A mother is saying to her daughter, Mix some water in the milk. And her daughter says, Didn't she know that Amir al-Mu'mineen Umar has forbidden us from doing this? So the mother says, Inna Umar alayrana. Umar does not see us at this time. So the daughter response was, إِذَا كَانَ عُمَرُ لَا يَرَانَا فَإِلَاهُ عُمَرَ يَرَانَا If Umar doesn't see us, the Lord of Umar is watching over us and he sees us. Umar radiallahu anhu said to the person with him, remember the house. Next day he gathers his children, who is interested in getting married. And then, his young son gets married to that girl. He says, here I see Iman. I don't want to change the topic. But I'm sure we can see a lot of lessons from this. And at the same time, we see what this Ar-Raqib would do. How much trust we will have for each other that this person remembers Ar-Raqib subhanahu wa ta'ala. He, so he, he has the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, beautiful quality. If we remember this, if we try to adopt it and connect ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this. And as I said, one of the great benefit of this attribute of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Raqib is we will be able to purify our thoughts, our hearts. Because Allah is Raqib, He's watching over us and He knows what's going through my mind. I want to keep it pure and clean because I'm connected to Him. And at this time, I want Him to see only pure things in my heart and my mind. So it will help us keeping our understandings, our thoughts, and all of our inner soul clean, our heart clean and pure. The next attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Mujib. Al-Mujib, the one who responds to people's call. In Arabic language, Al-Mujib has two meanings. One is the one who would answer your call. You call the person and he replies. The other meaning of Al-Mujib in Arabic language is a person who would give people what they ask for. So, is not only responding in words, physically giving the people also. This is what Al-Mujib means in Arabic language. So it has both the meanings. One is to answer the call. The other is to fulfill the need. To give what people would ask for. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Mujib in both ways. He answers our calls and at the same time He fulfills our needs. In Quran Al-Kareem, this Word Al-Mujib is used a lot of times in a lot of ayahs of Al-Quran. And therefore, I decided not to go into too many details of it, but just to mention some of these ayahs of Al-Quran that will give us some understanding at least of this attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Mujib. <coughs> in Surah Hud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that when Salih alayhi salatu was sent to his people, وَإِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا 
قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنِ اللَّهِ غَيْرُهُ He invited his people that worship Allah. You have no one to worship beside Allah. هُوَ أَنْشَأَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ وَاسْتَعْمَرَكُمْ فِيهَا He is the one who created you from this earth, who brought you up from this earth, وَاسْتَعْمَرَكُمْ فِيهَا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provided you with, who made this, uh, this earth uh, a place of uh, living uh, for you people, a place that is suitable for your uh, staying and living. Uh, uh, ask Allah's forgiveness and repent to Allah. My Lord is very near to you and He answers all of your prayers. Return to Allah, repent to Allah because He is very near and He answers all of your calls. From this we would know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always our mujib. Which means, no matter what situation the person is, how bad this person is, Salih والسلام, is inviting the kuffar, idol worshippers. And is telling them that you being in this situation doesn't mean Allah will not be mujib to you. He will not answer your prayer. Just repent to him and he is mujib for you. So now if a person finds himself that I was so good, I was going for prayers, I was doing all of these good things, all of a sudden I started falling off and I started doing all of these wrong things. Now I don't think really I can come back. I have done so much wrong. No, right away remember, Inna Rabbi qareebun mujib. My Lord is very near and He always answers the prayers. So no matter how far we have gone, you can never go far from him because he is qareeb. He is very close to us. And then at the same time he is mujib. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Safat says a beautiful thing about his, this attribute of al-mujib. Talking about Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. He says, وَلَقَدْ نَادَانَا Nuh. Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, when he was in having a lot of difficulty with his people, he called us. And when he called us, we are the best ones to answer. I am the best one to answer. There is no one who would answer in a better way than I do. Look at this beautiful word that he used, that he's telling us that no one would answer your call better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is ni'mal mujib. He is the best one to answer your call. And then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a beautiful example of this. Ni'm al-Mujib, best ones to answer. He gives us a beautiful example of it in Surah Al-Anbiya when he says, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى Ayyub salam called his Lord. And now, without going to the details of the story of Sayyidina Ayyub alayhi salatu I'm sure all of us have some idea of the difficulties and hardships Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam went through. So look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى I have gone through all of these difficulties, hardships, calamities have befallen over me. So, and you are the most merciful out of the ones who have any mercy. This is ijaba, mujib. We answered his call. And what does answering mean now? Not only, yes, what do you need? No, answering simply means that removing all of his hardships and difficulties. So this is ni'mal mujib. And then 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Naml, He asks us a beautiful question. أَمَّنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُطَّرَّ إِذَا دَعَاهُ Who is there to answer the prayer of the oppressed one when he calls Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who answers his call? Regardless of what situation this person is, a person is not able to move his tongue just in his heart when he calls the one who answers the prayers. Right away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there to answer this person's prayer. Who is there to answer the calls of the person who is in hardship and who is in difficulty? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah tells us, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Oh Muhammad, inform people. Inform people. When people question you about me, how far I am from them, tell them, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي When my servants question you, ask you about me, tell them, إِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I'm very close to them. أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّعِي إِذَا دَعَانَ I answer the call of the person who calls me. I answer the prayers of every person who calls me. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes beyond this. And then he talks to us directly. Your Lord said, call me, I will answer your prayer. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mujib. At this time, a question may come to someone's mind. That yes, Allah is Mujib, He answers the prayers. This is something that we read. We read about it. We hear always about this. But we find that people who have been praying to Allah for years and years, and they did not get what they were asking for. A, pers a person who was going through some hardship and difficulty, and he was in that situation for years. He kept on praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his, answer, his prayers were not answered. A person who was sick. And he was in that situation for 10, 15, 20 years of his life. And he was always praying and his relatives were praying. And finally he died with the same disease. So... When we say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-mujib, what does that mean? Remember, this is the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is al-mujib. Let me just answer it briefly without going to too much detail. But we need to understand two points here. Number one, we need to realize that there is no mujib in this world better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If all the physicians of the world and all the people of the world would tell me that they will cure me from this disease, and Al-Mujib, the one who is supposed to answer, if he decides he does not want to cure me, no one will be able to cure me. Because he is Al-Mujib. Al-Mujib does not mean we are obligating him, you must answer my call. Al-Mujib means that he is the one who can answer our calls. And if he would reject it, no one in the world will be able to answer it. 
This is one very clear understanding of Al-Majim where no objection will be left there. No question can rise after knowing this. That Al-Majim does not mean we are obligating Allah. This is his attribute. He's telling us, I'm a, your Mujib. And you pray to me. Don't run here and there. You know who you should go to now because you know me, I'm Al-Majim. And if you see that I have not answered it and you feel that your prayer is not getting answered, forget about going to anyone else, because I'm the only mujib. I'm the only mujib. Now sometime, a person prayed and prayed and prayed, and it didn't work, and then all of a sudden he tried something, he went to someone, and that person was able to do it for him. And he feels, look, Three years I was praying and it didn't happen. And I went to this person, I just talked to him once and he did it. Isn't that so clear that after three years Al-Mujib answered this person's call and he sent him to that person? Otherwise, in reality, this is, the, what, this is what Aqidah means. This is what belief means. Then we understand that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had decided that this person will not be cured from this disease. Then you, sh- you could have been with this person for years and he would treat you in every way possible and he gives you all of his medications and nothing will work. But Al-Mujib answered your prayer and therefore he put that shifa, that cure into the medicine that this person was uh, uh, prescribed for you. So this is the answer from Al-Mujib, is not this person. Let this person, the very same person who prescribed that medicine to you, and he gave you that medicine, let the very same person get into the same disease, and then treat himself with the same way, with the same medicine. He may not be able to cure himself. And it happens. And he may die from the very same disease. He can't do it for himself. So Al-Mujib subhanahu wa ta'ala, he answers your prayer. The effect that is being put in things in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who puts that effect in these things. A beautiful poem in Arabic language says that when you feel that things around you in this world are happening by themselves, then ask yourself, how come when you get some poison in your body, you die? Isn't it? When we get a poison in our body, we die, by which we think that poison kills living beings. Then the poem goes continue to say that as the snake, how does he carry all of that poison and he does not die? He carries all of the poison in his body and he does not die. And when he just puts only one person of that into a human body, the person dies. The effect of these things is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can make people live with it. He can have living beings that have that are containers of this poison and they live with it. And he can make another being that cannot take even one percent of it. All the things are in his control. So this is one thing that we need to realize. That answering the call could come in many different ways. And if really we see the result and we see something better, we know that this is the way he answered my prayer. It's not that he is going to send everything from the heaven directly to my home. It will happen by using the worldly means. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the doors to those means for us 
once the prayer is being answered. The second thing is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not answer our prayers according to our understanding. He answers the prayer according to His knowledge regarding the person. Otherwise, we all would have been the biggest kings in the world and there will be no civilians. Who would, who would then not make a dua, Ya Allah, make me the king also. And now all of us will be kings and no one would do the work for us. The whole system will fail. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers the call according to his knowledge regarding us. What is good for us? What is good for this person? A person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I'm sure I mentioned this once before also. He comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Rasulullah, make dua for me. Then Allah blesses me with a lot of wealth. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to him, Who knows not having too much wealth is good for you. This person stays in the masjid, has nothing. Stays in the masjid, he keeps on doing the ibadah. Some days later, Ya Rasulullah, please make that dua for me. He says, who knows, not having it is better for you. After some time, again, Ya Rasulullah, please make that dua for me. Now when the person insists, Rasulullah's habit was not to reject, continuously rejecting people, you know. He doesn't like to say no. He tries to explain it to the person, may not be good for you. And he insists, no, no, Ya Rasulullah, just make it for me, okay. I'll make the dua for you. And the dua was accepted. Now this person instead is having some goats and sheep. Gradually he has some of them. He keeps them in one of the in, one, in, a, in a land in Medina. Then the number now the dua is accepted, is being increased, and is going more and is growing fast. So he buy, he buys a land outside of Medina and he keeps all of his cattle over there. So. Now he hardly can make it to the Jum'ah because he's too busy with all of his things, with his business over there. After some time, that kept on growing further and more and more, and even that land was not enough, so he bought a land even further away from Medina, and he kept all of his goats and sheep over there. He doesn't even come for Jum'ah anymore. Rasulullah asked about him, Ya Rasulullah, he doesn't come for Jummah, he's too busy with his work. After a year, he sends someone, go and bring, tell him that it's time for you to pay the zakah. So he says to that person, go and tell him that at this time I have a lot of commitments. So I cannot pay it right now. Inshallah, we'll do something later. Do you remember these words? So... This person comes back and he tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so upset. He got so angry that look, he didn't have nothing. He used to stay here in this corner of the masjid all, time, all the times. Now he stopped coming for the jama'ah. Then he stopped coming for jama'ah. Then not even Ramadan, nothing. And now he doesn't even want to pay the zakah. Later on, he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He realized that he may lose the barakah and everything now. The Prophet have said with him. 
So he comes, Ya Rasulullah, please take my zakah. And Rasulullah wasallam knows he is not giving the zakah because he loves deen. He just wants to protect himself from losing what he has. That fear went through his mind. So he says to him, no, no, you just keep your zakah, go back. And he didn't accept it. After Rasulullah passed away, he came and he asked, Umar, he asked Abu Bakr to accept the zakah. And Abu Bakr knew that situation, so he said to him, no, if Prophet rejected to accept your zakah, then I'm not going to accept your zakah. Do whatever you want with it. You go and give it to the poor people if you want. No poor person in that area in Medina, around Medina, want to accept this person's zakah. Your zakah is rejected by the Prophet of Allah. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the dua according to His knowledge about us. Sometimes we may be asking for something, although we will not ask, inshallah, for something that is harmful, but at the same time, we don't know if this thing is really helpful. So, Allah has His hikmah behind it. He has His wisdom behind it. And His knowledge behind it. And even if the prayer is not accepted, sometime really, I have seen that you pray to Allah for two, three years. After that, you didn't get that thing. I try to remember some of those things that I may have done a lot of dua to have it and I didn't have it. And now I don't need it anymore. It makes me very happy that I didn't get it. Because now I know for sure my reward for all of this dua is preserved over there. This is something that is guaranteed. You can never go wrong. The need is gone. I asked for something. If he had given it to me, that thing would have been used and gone. Now I know I don't have it and I really made a lot of dua for it. So I know I'm getting that for sure. Something is guaranteed. Whatever it would do, but I know I'm going to have it, inshallah. Dua is never lost. So, Yujib al he answers the call. He will always answer it, which means you get something for it. If he knows this is not good for you, this is his rahmah and his blessing. He didn't make the rule that whatever you would ask, I will give it to you. If it is against you, it's against you. You should know about it. No. He says, I won't give it to you. I'll give you something better in this life. And if I don't give you anything better in this life, then in the akhirah for sure you are getting much greater than what you asked for. This is guaranteed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mujib. He always answers. And one thing that we need to remember about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being mujib, that every person in this world, regardless of how nice and kind this person is, and would like to answer every person's call, anyone calls him, he's there, is still... Every other person beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every living being beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as that person is mujib, answers the call, at the same time that person is beggar and he asks for things too. Allah is mujib only. Allah is only mujib. He doesn't need anything from people. He doesn't need anything from anyone. So he doesn't need to beg anyone. And we are always beggars. The best person, the best giver in the world, after all, he's a beggar of something. He wants something from someone. But Al-Mujib subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is only Mujib. And he only answers. He doesn't beg us, and he doesn't take anything from us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connect all of us to himself as Ar-Raqib and Al-Mujib and all of his beautiful attributes. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa nisa'il al-Muslimin wa al-Muslimat wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil